Heads, welcome back to another episode of Horror 365. I am your host, the host that covers the most, Jimmy J, alongside the South Jersey slasher himself, or the South Jersey Silver Fox, as he likes to call himself, mm-hmm. Brian, <laughs> over here. And today, you know, we speak about it, we spoke about it plenty of times. We're horror fans, you guys know this. And today, we're sitting with a fellow horror head himself, right here, Sean telephone sean thank you so much for taking the time for these two ruggedly handsome individuals how are you today sean doing great thanks for having me dude i'm excited to have you on man because you know what this is an episode it's going to be much more laid back we're talking to a family member that's what i want to call you one of the family members here and it's like the guy shooting the shit for lack of a better term so i want to ask you and i was curious we met in blairstown friday 13th during that pandemic and stuff like that but i really didn't get to ask you what was your introduction to the horror genre itself like what got you involved i'm gonna guess right around 10 12 years old maybe i so i saw the original halloween and then uh not too soon after that uh friday the 13th but the one that really hooked me was texas chainsaw massacre which uh with no exaggeration i've definitely seen hundreds of times in fact i just watched it again yesterday uh but uh, once I saw that, I was that was it. Hook, line, and sinker. I was in. And so we met in Blairstown because of Friday Thirteenth. Yep. But you told me, you know, when we went on a, a hike last year, that Texas Chainsaw is like your favorite horror franchise. So what oh, about, no, no, no. I'm sorry. What Texas Chainsaw Massacre is my favorite horror movie of all time. Oh, I'm sorry. Friday okay. the Thirteenth is my favorite franchise. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. So, what does Texas have as your favorite horror movie as opposed to say the original Friday Thirteenth? uh just the rawness of it um that was 1974 that was before halloween and everything else and i think it just probably at that time there was obviously nothing else like that and it was a long time before there was anything that was that is gritty and as mainstream like out there you know yeah i guess you know it's like you said 1974 i mean off top of my head what came before that psycho Black Christmas was right around yeah. that. You know, uh, you yeah. have you have that movie Mark of the Devil from 1970. Uh, right, yeah. That was listed as like the most violent film ever. And I, I mean, I can see where they're coming from. It's not really uh, a slasher. There's a lot of uh, torture stuff in there. Is that the Anton LaVey movie? No, the no. The Anton LaVey movie, is that the Mark of the Devil? No, Anton, uh, I don't think Anton LaVey's in that, no. Uh, okay. Because he, he, he made a movie, um, you know, a, whatever under his i'm not sure uh, which one you're referencing with that but uh but at the time you know that was listed as the most violent movie ever but again it wasn't a slasher there's just a bunch of people being it's a it's a witch hunt movie and you know they're they're being tortured pretty hardcore is that italian movie uh, i i think it's italian. Uh, no i know it's one of those i know it's <laughs> i know it's foreign i i, I have the the blu-ray over there somewhere I'm okay 100 where it's from but um yeah so with um texas chainsaw what was the seen that gotcha 100 like, the greatest entrance in any film history in any film ever to me is when leatherface first pops out of that door and just does that pig squeal yeah and then and then the part where he grabs uh pam and just slams that door shut and it's a wrap from there you know yeah or, i'm sorry when he when he grabs uh kirk and slams the door there it's the franklin scene that got me when he killed franklin that's the uh, scene that got me well for like, me that shit. was just pure <laughs> satisfaction of shutting him Franklin yeah, was uh, very annoying, and yeah. I think I what this I read. Day, that's I mean I live for him for him to pop out and you know. Yeah, because he wasn't that's... he's not a fan favorite, and I think if I'm not mistaken, they didn't like him on. Like, he wasn't reality. a cast favorite either because he I was uh, from what I've seen in documentaries, he was an annoying person, but he also stayed in character the whole time, mm. and it was just driving everybody crazy. <clears throat> oh. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. that would uh, yeah. <laughs> That that would drive so anybody. He was going. I would I would lose it. I would lose it, man. Yeah. So yeah, he deserves to die like that. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I could. I will never ever get tired of him getting that chainsaw buried in his chest ever. It <laughs> <laughs> was something about it, like you know that movie was very like you said gritty, man. It was raw. You know, it was like uncooked chicken. <laughs> no, no, but like uh, it's just something about it, man. That just. I think another thing that caught me with it, you know, because I was young at the time, I didn't, you know, they have that Star Wars reel that pops up saying, you know, this date in Texas, blah, 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 true story, you know, and I think that pulled me in too. And, you know, when I was younger, I, I really thought it was true, but 
I mean, it is based on Ed Gein, so there is yeah. some uh, some truth behind it. Some yeah. truth behind it, correct? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, basically, just... Ed Gein, Leatherface is Ed Gein. You know. Just yeah, I mean, they the the aspect they took was him like the, with the skin suits and whatnot, right. yep, and you yep. know, still and still at that time, America was apple pie culture. Exactly. They weren't we weren't ready for this film, yep. but it was a predecessor for what was to come. And you know, unfortunately, like I just feel like they can't get a good Texas Chainsaw movie right since that one well that's what i was gonna say that's why friday's my favorite franchise because after the first texas chainsaw (laughs) i I enjoy the second one i just think it was drawn out too long it's just too long of a movie at the ending but then after that it just plummets right off the side of the earth man well i have (laughs) to say that part three i have a soft spot for it i don't Mm. know why i I like it I, i like it it's just What's it's his name? Was annoying as hell in that movie. We were just talking about that guy. I forgot his name in the movie. He was so damn annoying. Oh, the boyfriend. The, the boyfriend. He was a sissy. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. we did we did the review on that not too long ago. Yeah. Let's not so. even talk about the next generation. <laughs> you know, oh I was in high school. You... I was a junior when that came out, and I was so oh. excited for it. And it was straight to video, and I was like, "What am I watching?" Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think the reason it didn't go theatrical was it was right, be, you know, right when. Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger hit it big. And right. it was, yeah, because I think they filmed it a couple of years before it was released. And they were like, let's just release this turd. And uh, and then <laughs> we got, we it. got, we got the remake. Um, I think Marcus Nispel directed it, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, three, right? Uh, yeah. I, I enjoyed it. Sean, what'd you think? Uh, part three? No, the uh, re- no, 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 remake. remake in oh, I, I hate the remake. The only part really? I like about the remake is the beginning when they when they do the shot through the uh, when she shoots herself in the head. And yeah. They, oh, like, that, that, that the camera scene through was there. great. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the only thing I enjoyed. But you didn't think it was like a a, a successful? I I I like the beginning a lot better. Okay. And uh, so, the only the only thing I don't like about Texas Chainsaw Massacre the beginning is the fact that they call him Tommy in that movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I just where do you get that from? I mean, but all those films like that, there's just where do you pull this from? Where are you getting this Tommy from? <laughs> right. And then we got the Texas 3D, <laughs> which is our uh, good buddy Adam, Adam Marcus. Marcus. Yeah. Adam Marcus. <laughs> and you know, it was cool that it was a direct sequel to the original, but that yeah. time that timeline was all over. Well, place. my 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 biggest problem with that one is the timeline and the CGI. There's the scene where she says, here, cuz, and she throws the chainsaw. Oh, do your thing, cuz. Oh, do your thing. Yeah, and it, and it's, it looks like a cartoon flying through the air, man. It's yeah. so bad. And as you guys know, you know, I, I don't do a lot of horror past 1989. Yeah. And the yeah. main reason for that is CGI. I just can't stomach it. Uh, You're practical. Example, You're a practical guy. Absolutely. Uh, perfect example for that for me is the, the Wrong Turn franchise. Okay. Which are some great stories in there. But once you get up to four, five, and six, the CGI, even the blood, just looks so horrible. I don't think I watched the five and six. The last one I remember watching was, I think it was kind of like a prequel or something, where they're like in the snow and like a. Uh, I think time. that's number five. Oh, is it? Okay, I, 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 it's either four or five. I, I okay. don't remember the exact timeline. Okay. Uh, number two was kind of crappy. Uh, Three was better. Three was better. Two I like because Henry Rollins was in it. I, I like it for that too. It just. <laughs> <laughs> and then before yeah. we finish uh, then we get the straight to video on demand i think it was just called leatherface maybe yeah, straight to hell uh, jesus the one that just came out 2017 yeah yeah so i'm one of the few people that actually loves that film <laughs> and you know they do throw you the curveball with the big gangly goofy kid getting killed you're thinking that's going to be leatherface right but when you see the end of that and he puts that mask on you kind of get that vibe like holy shit leatherface just got born you know what i mean yeah and then they're yeah. saying that that kid who played him you know as the, the character couldn't have put on some pounds over the years and became who he was but i absolutely love that movie uh i'm like i said i, I don't know a lot of people who do but i like yeah. it a lot and then they say didn't they say they're coming out with a new uh leatherface movie or something like that new texas uh, chainsaw? there's a texas chainsaw reboot Reboot, uh, but they said it's going to be like similar to it's Halloween 2018 almost. Uh, yeah, they're gonna they're doing the same thing, right? Yeah, yeah. So that will, I mean, hopefully that will be decent. 
Um, I mean, we know the history there, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I think with that one, you just let 1974 be, a, you know, let it lie and let it be what it was and is, man. And it's kind of like Jaws, you know, it never had successful sequels, and people don't want it to be remade because it is a masterpiece. Well, I think I'm we sure need a better sequel. I'm sure <laughs> conversation before. I, I'm a huge uh, fighter against remakes too. Right. Yeah. I, no. I'm I with enjoy. You. But I just I can't stand it. Uh, I mean, I, I like the Dawn of the Dead remake. That was done very well. Yeah. And it was done pretty much true to the. I mean, close. Um, I'm trying to think of it. I mean, because look at the guy, Night of the Living Dead. It was in 1990. Yeah, that was good. You didn't like that one? I uh, I, 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 I enjoyed it. No, I've never watched it. Really? I, wow. Are you talking about the one with Sid Haig in it? No, 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 no. The one that was directed by. Uh, Tony Todd, Tom Savini directed it. Oh no, no, I won't. No, really, really. But um, you're an '80s horror uh, guy, and I you know you're. Back, if you look back here, you see my Karen Cooper poster right there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can't, man. But you do review '80s movies, so I so I would think in the future it would be on your list. It's well, it's '90. Uh, I, I take. Oh, is it '90? So yeah, it's '90. It's '90. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. My bad. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but one year off. I mean. You squeeze it in there i don't know <laughs> I, I have been contemplating posing the question in my group uh you know because a lot of the night the films that came out in 1990 are 80s horror films technically they yeah were technically in, they were yeah, exactly you know what i mean yeah and yeah. they still have that and i see a you know if i'm when i'm going through the streaming services tubi and all that stuff i see all these really cool titles and stuff uh Child's and, play and the, two i think was 90 and, and the movie posters and I know, and I haven't seen all of them, so they, they might fall in line, but I'm still so far, there's so much more for me to watch for 80s right now that I'm not even going to touch that right now. It's just endless, man. There's just endless amounts of movies. Oh, dude, 80s was the best decade for horror, hands down. I don't care what anybody says. I know it's no coming back like now. The, like The 70s set the table, you know, with the with the top seven or eight from there, and then, uh, you know, it's, the 80s was it, man. So I got a question because, you know, obviously Texas Chainsaw, you said, was your favorite horror movie. But the franchise was Friday the 13th. Absolutely. Now, when when did you first learn that it was actually filmed not too far uh, from you? The, the uh, original? I, I grew up in Washington, New Jersey, so it yeah. was pretty much common knowledge. There's um, there's a little action park near there, near Hope, called the Land of Make-Believe. And, you know, I, I never knew where all the spots were when I was a kid. But when you're going to Land of Make-Believe, you're making that right-hand turn there on Crazy Ralph's Corner. You're going oh, in, hope. in hope, yeah. Yeah, that, so I've been by, you know, a... by there. It wasn't until I was like, you know, uh, 15, 16, you know, around there that I that I learned that this was the spot, you know. And I believe that park is still open. To it is. To make, and it's probably really creepy. <laughs> I, I, um, so I th there's, a, there's a small, really small barn there that they have a haunted, haunted house in. And... They have these two scarecrows that they talk. They talk remotely. Somebody's in a barn somewhere mm -hmm. talking. Yeah. And when I was a little kid, the, uh, the the scarecrows told me that there was an evil witch that lived in the top of the scare of the haunted house. Couldn't pay me to go in there. <laughs> when I got older, it took my son there. I walked through it. There's like five windows with like a display behind them of like something stupid. And I just said, what the hell was I doing, man? But <laughs> it's there was just, no way in hell when I was a kid I was going anywhere near that haunted house, man. Yeah, but dude, other than that, well, they have a water park there now, too. So Yeah, but, dude, okay. I'm telling you, man, like those stories that your parents or people that you know in your family tell you when you're younger, you really believe it. And then you get older and realize, like, Absolutely. why the hell did they tell me this just to keep me <laughs> out of here or something? Like yeah. That? Like, yeah. So, so, so when you were aware that Friday, you were, you know, you said you were, you were common knowledge that it was filmed there. But as a horror fan, when did you take it in and said, you know what, I'm going to go uh, to these locations? You know what? To be honest with you, the very first time that it like all absorbed and everything, I, uh, I think it was three years ago that Steve Dash was there right before he passed. Okay. Three or four years. That might have been the first time that I was there as all this Friday history, um, you know bringing my son into it and we were there together and just seeing all those people there. That was the first time I was ever there on Friday the 13th, but that was just an overwhelming experience. Uh, my son and I were both through the roof excited to be there. You know, we hit all of the locations that we knew where they were at that time. Uh, we, we drove to the edge of the camp that morning. Uh, and you so, toured, you toured the camp back in what? I did tour the camp, yeah, my was son it, and I. 
2019, right? Was it 2019? Uh, yeah, the, yeah, 2019, yep. So talk to the listeners and the viewers as someone who is a fan of a horror franchise or any franchise, the feeling like you're walking into cinematic history. It's, so somewhere there's a video of uh, my son and I and a friend of ours, Jacob, uh, going into the camp together, and it was just, for me inside, it was overwhelming. And you don't really get to see the lake until you get, you know, a few minutes down the road. And it's just like, oh, my God, there it is. Uh, but I was very uh, surprised at the knowledge that that staff has about, you know, everything that went on during this. And when you get the perspective of the way these things were filmed, it's just amazing. The uh, the cabin, you know, um, where Crazy Ralph comes out of the pantry, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, that pantry, that, that door was an exit. That was built by the staff to make it look like a pantry. And then you have the final scene in the same cabin, one of the final scenes where uh, Pamela Voorhees is, is, you know, doing her thing, you know, he was my son. W when you watch that in the movie, it, it looks like it's so big. That room is so small. Yeah. Wow. You know, you just learn like the magic of camera angles and, and all that stuff. And, you know, you're standing there at the window where Tom Sabini jumped through, you know, in the nightgown with the wig on and everything. You know? So, <laughs> you know, um, and, and then at the end of the night, you're sitting there watching the movie right on the beach, 20 feet away from where Alice decapitated wow. Pamela. And I was basically, my chair was right where, um, where the head was rolling. No, I wish. <laughs> or Officer Dorf, you know, peeled out on his bike. You know, I'm, watching, I'm like, you know what? I'm sitting right here. You know, it's just, sit on the Tonto. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. And uh, I actually have a few, a uh, few more different movies lined up for this year for on location. Uh, oh, what are you, what are you doing? Uh, next month, my son and I are going to North Carolina oh. for, to watch the Mutilator, either in the house or right on the beach where it was filmed. Uh. And then we're staying in the hotel where the uh, the pool scenes were shot. And then in November, we are going to Cape May, New Jersey to watch The Prowler. I was thinking about doing that. Please November? do. November? Uh, we want some yeah. company. Um, okay. That one is going gonna, is gonna to be viewed inside the ballroom where a lot of the movie is filmed. Uh, and I'm super excited for that one because that is an insanely underrated slasher it is and uh, it's uh tom savini does the special effects if i'm not mistaken i'm yeah sure. tom savini joseph zito uh, yeah, the final chapter directs in my it. opinion some of tom savini's best work there's a couple of pitchfork kills in there that are just amazing uh and i just can't wait to be on scene for that not that i couldn't go there now what but are they doing i'm sorry to cut you up what are they sorry? doing with this are they having like a whole day of like uh, it's not a whole or? day it's just the night um you come in, you watch the movie, they sort of punch a pie, you know, and you, you go home, you know, uh, you can, you can order a t-shirt from the event. Um, it's, it's a company that does these things all over the country. I mean, they don't just do horror. They do, uh, you know, other things too, but, um, but their so what, horror ones are real big events. Nice. So which, uh, what other ones are you doing? Cause you said, what? Uh, just two? those two so far. Oh, just two. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, yeah. Kate May is only like 40 minutes from me, 45 minutes. That's from you. It's three hours from me. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm down, man. I'm, the, November, uh, what, what the drive is that? to North Carolina would be a nine hour down, but. You have, know, you, have you ever been to North Carolina? I've been through. Um, okay. I know I was in the area. I think Cape Hatteras is in North Carolina. Yes. Yep, I was Cape, in that area yeah, okay. um, 20 years ago or something. I don't remember. But That's awesome. I've been through there, yeah. Sean, sure, what weekend is the the Prowler thing going down? It November. is November, the weekend after this, because I'm going for my birthday. So whatever weekend is after the 17th, I think it's on a Tuesday. That following weekend, it's on that Saturday. Okay, probably before, like yeah, the, the weekend before Thanksgiving. Like that. Okay, I'm going to check it out. Maybe we'll go down, man. Yeah, yeah we'll uh, make it a trip or something like that. Yeah, because uh, our mutual friend Ken Casper. Um, oh yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He had. He lives down there, right? He, I think he's in Wildwood, but um, okay. he loves that movie. And I think they were doing something like a year, a couple, a year or two ago. And I think they asked him just to come, just to talk about. Oh um, wow! Being like a local and why he okay. liked it. Yeah, it was a very cool story that he shared. And also for our listeners, um, Ken is very familiar with the Blairstown area. I was so. just going to say, he knows, so he told me some <laughs> yeah. stuff that's he can, he can He can guide you on like the trails that take you right by um, so, the camp itself. <laughs> speaking to that, last time on Friday the 13th, I was talking to Ken. I said, Ken, I said, next time you got to take me to a couple of these spots and I'm not too sure where they are. He's no problem. 
he knows the exact spot. I mean, I, I know the street now, but he okay. knows the exact spot where Alice was dropped off. Uh, or not dropped off, where uh, she Annie? was picked up by Pam. Oh, and Annie, it, mean. It's also, Annie, it's also yeah. the same exact spot where uh, there's two scenes that were shot. There. I can't remember the other one. Uh, but the one scene is where she picks up, um, I can't remember the off the top of my head, but where Pam picks her up there. Okay. Annie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but he was telling me that he knows the trail It's part of the Appalachian trail. Maybe I'm not sure, but anyway, really, it takes you right by the camp. You could like basically oh, he walk told into me about the camp. That. And then yes. there's also like a, um, like you can a, see the lake from there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's like a, a world war two plane that crashed. So oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, he, I think he told me. You know, <clears throat> he didn't tell me that story. Actually, no. One of the volunteers on the tour told us that story. I think, I think Ken told me that story. Yeah. He does know. He did tell me that there's a back way that you can see the lake without having to get on the private property. Yeah. Did you <clears throat> now, before paying tickets, did you do what I did and sneak on to the camp? I did not. <laughs> ah. I, I, think did I, not. I, I think I did it. Smart man. Twice. <laughs> twice, I think. The first I, time I was... Not. Way back in 2010, because I was <clears throat> camping up in Hackettstown, and I was okay. like, oh. and I knew I knew Blairstown was in North Jersey. I didn't know where it was. I googled it. I'm like, holy crap! I'm 30 minutes away. Uh, so how long ago was that though? 2010. <laughs> really? So that's really recent. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I mean, I knew, I knew, I you know, as a young kid, I knew it was filmed in North Jersey, but I didn't know really knew where uh, Blairstown I mean, was exactly. So I would have um, got the inclination when I was 15, 16, back in 85, 86, we probably could have walked in there and you yeah, know, back then and nothing would have happened. Yeah. Nothing. So I took the drive and I went, I went to town first and then I mm. went to camp and I'm like, let me just go on, you know, and it's a very long driveway to get to the, the camp. And I was like, all right, we're here, we're here. <laughs> but then there was like a guy on a tractor. I'm like, Shh, you know, and they're, they're very, <laughs> they're very wanting to be like, you know, it's private property, get out, you know, so I didn't get to really see anything. It wasn't until 2019, it was before I did the tour, Irene and I said, let's be rebels. We went down and we got as far as when you see like the hills in the background, the lake, (laughs) and I was like, all right, there's no one here. And then we got a little bit farther and there was boy scouts. I'm like, <laughs> ah. so, I mean, they could, I could have said, I, I was an Eagle scout. I'm just going back to see where <laughs> right. I camped at. But yeah, going to Novi Bosco was a surreal moment. And on my tour, I knew Adrian King and Ron Milky were going to be there. And Ron came out in his full officer door Same. Yeah. and did his whole monologue. Yep. And then um, I got to meet, uh, Janine Taylor. I didn't know she yep. was going to be there. We didn't either when we were there. And I think that was it. Janine. Yeah, she was the surprise because yeah. Jimmy, I'm not sure if you knew, but one of the cabins where Marcy gets killed with the axe in the head, they made that to look like a bathroom. It's an actual, it's a cabin. Was, did yeah. you meet her in that same cabin like I did? Yes. Yeah. 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 So we might have went on the same weekend. Who knows? You know? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, um, you, you what you were saying like, about sneaking in, uh, my son and I went up there. It was uh, it was a November where it snowed, and uh, we went up there. I said, "Let's go to let's go hang out." There was nothing going on, but we said, "Let's go." I said, "Let's go to the Blair's and hang out for my birthday." So we got to the to the entrance to the camp, and we're sitting there, and the gates open. I'm like, "You want to do it?" So we're like, "Yeah, you know what? What's the worst we're gonna say? We're just, we're lost, whatever." Just as we're getting ready to go in, a snowplow starts coming out of the camp. We're like, "Damn it!" Uh, <laughs> so. Man. You know what was a good time to go right when COVID hit because the camp was down. Mm. A, a guy went like in March, the end of March, and he did videos and put it on YouTube. Didn't even think about that. There was no yeah, one there. No one, yeah, <laughs> I mean, you would. <laughs> common sense, I guess, with COVID, man. Everybody's done. Everything shut yeah. down. But Sean, now you, you speak a lot. Like your son goes with you to all these events. What was his introduction to horror? Like, how'd you get him involved? Uh, I think the movie that hooked him was Hellraiser mm. and Nightmare on Elm Street. I, I, uh, he's a huge Nightmare on Elm Street 2 fan, which not a lot of people are a fan of that one, but that's his favorite. That was more horrific than the whole series. And that stands out because it, yeah. it is very different. But at the same time, I think it was probably the scariest Nightmare on Elm Street. I felt Freddy looked very scary in that compared to he the did. original. Yeah. I, I just have issues with like Freddy, you know, being in the reality world in that one and 
you know, he jumps, yeah. he jumps out on the net and, and disappears into the concrete by the yeah. pool. I'm just like, what's going on, man? Yeah. You know, why is he not in my dreams? But <laughs> yeah. uh, he's a uh, he's a huge uh, Hellraiser fan. He's obviously a very big uh, Friday the Thirteenth fan. But uh, you know, uh, he's coming to his own with horror. He uh, he knows some stuff, man. So, how old was he when you introduced him? Did you wait until he was a little older? Probably 12, 13, he started okay. getting into it. Yeah, I mean, okay. uh, like I said, with Hellraiser, I lent him my DVD, and I haven't gotten it back to this day. So <laughs> and that was a long time ago. I recently upgraded to the Arrow Blu-ray, which is just absolutely phenomenal. So, yeah, he, oh, yeah, nice. he, has, he has the whole franchise. Um, he's got the whole uh, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. And I think, like, he, Hellraiser is another f- franchise that, as they make more movies, they're it just... It spirals, yeah. Yeah. But he, you know, he he can hold his own in a conversation with with us guys that have been in it for a long time. Nice. And you know, especially you know, as you know, we're all we're all collectors of all the toys and everything. I got my museum here behind me in my living mm-hmm. room. But that, we got to get a tour one day, man. Absolutely, anytime. <laughs> you know, I'll say to him, "We'll be somewhere." I'm like, "Sean, what's this from?" He knows when it was released, who put it out, and I mean. I'm, I'm telling you, that's good. 80s, he's man. he's in training. He's hard three sixty five in training. <laughs> <laughs> get him on it. No, he really, awesome. really knows his stuff. I mean, he knows. Uh, we're, we're we're making a small attempt at getting a YouTube channel. We haven't put any new content lately, but if you watch his video of of an unboxing that he did, I mean, the kid knows where everything was made. It's just he's just so knowledgeable with that stuff, and it really helps me, especially when we're when we're out buying toys and stuff, because he knows what he's talking about. He, Talk to us about the YouTube. Talk to us about that YouTube channel. It's um. I think Brian and I, we were speaking about this, uh, Sean's Spook Show, right? Yeah, Sean's Spook Show. Um, we haven't put any content in a few weeks uh, just okay. because we haven't gotten any um, subscription boxes. We have. There's going to be a whole ton of content coming because there's cons are coming up. There's like, like a con every other week in the next few months. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. uh, we have Friday the 13th, then Monster Mania. The week after Monster Mania is PA Horror Con in, in Allentown. So, you know, we'll do some videos for that stuff. and uh, I know that guy, P.A. Harakon. Yeah, he does new, N.J. Harakon as well. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah he's branching out. I, I really think he's just trying to compete with Monster Mania. And, Oof. Yeah, that's, you yeah, know, well. Monster Mania is one of the biggest well-known conventions in the country. And, you know, the, the N.J. Harakon is, is cool for what it is, but they're never going to be a Monster Mania, man. It's just... Yeah, Monster yeah, I mean, yeah, Mania has been around for about 20 years. That's the thing, yeah. Um, yeah. So would you say that's like, now, have have you attended other cons other than Monster Mania and like NJ Horror, PA Horror? Uh, I had tickets last year for Chiller, which really isn't even though the name, uh, it's really not it's more a like, horror convention because they have a lot of 70s TV shows and yeah. 80s TV shows, which is fine. But they do get some good, uh, some good horror. Uh, this year they're going to have four or five people from the original night of living dead. Mm, uh, nice. There's going to be a bunch of Friday there. Um, yeah. Um, Adam Marcus and yeah, I think Tiffany Collette who played Violet in part five. Yeah. Which is uh, my second Friday love. And I, I was so excited last year when I had my takes to finally meet her. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's definitely my second crush. Who's your, who's uh, your first? Who's the first? Yeah. About to say Amy Steele. Yeah. Amy oh, Steele. We, We've been married for a long time. <laughs> the real deal, Amy Steele, baby. But when I, I when I had first gotten my tattoo of her, uh, it was literally like four days later, the first time I met her. And she like jumped from behind the table. She is the sweetest thing on this planet. She was so excited to see, you know, she was taking pictures on her phone and, and, and texting the people and stuff. Uh, but now I have um, I have her, her Jason. I have, um, I have mother and then I have I'm gonna got, break out the uh, the muffin on the top. Muffin. Uh, <laughs> I, I, hope, I, I know she's gonna go crazy when she sees I have muffin tattooed. Nice. Heart, so. Um, so, Monster Mania, you you like Monster Mania? You go you go regularly when they're in like the yep. Cherry Hill area. Mm-hmm. Um, out of the conventions you have attended, who do you have like a memorable moment other than Amy Steele? Nothing that came close to that. Uh, you know, I, I've had. There's there's some people that kind of you know it, it's give or take with these with these actors. Some of them, uh, and I won't say names, but they mm-hmm. just acted like they don't want to be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was two people from a movie my son was insanely happy to finally meet, and they both just looked like they couldn't miserable. Shits. Yeah. They just signed. They looked miserable in the photos. I hate, uh, I hate that. I mean, you know, sometimes 
I understand bad, we're man. human, man. We, we have bad days, but I agree. at least at least try. You know, you're, you're there. The reason, and, yeah. You're the reason that we're here, and exactly. you're the reason that you get to do what you do. I also think that when it comes to the conventions, the pricing for autographs is just, I mean, you're asking me to give you $50, $60 to sign your name, and then you want another 20 bucks to take a photo on my phone, which is going to take you two seconds. I mean, come on, man. You know, yeah. here's, here's the thing with that, and this is what I'm learning now. Uh, you know, also the pricing that they have to pay sometimes, uh, the talent, I understand the talent that. like Jack stuff. So it's, it's like, all right, how do we find a good meeting where the fans are happy? Yeah. We get a little bit, the talent gets their money. So it's difficult, but sometimes they go overboard with these prices, man. And it's and it's crazy. Like, as a fan yourself, let's say, um, what what would you pay hypothetically? Kane Hodder. Boom. What what would you pay? I think, you I think, think a fair price for Kane would be for an autograph and picture. For me, I mean 30 bucks is a good medium, man. That's that's where I'm at with it. Uh, you know, but on the other side of the coin with their attitudes, you know, then you have people like Felissa Rose, yeah, who's absolutely amazing. Uh, I've heard, we were just yeah. at a, a flea market she was at, and the line took forever. But she literally spent easily a half an hour talking to my son and I. My son talked to her about some other things. She was on some sort of drag show or something, and my son talked to her about that. And, uh, you know, she was taking – she took pictures of us and posted them in my Facebook group, and that's just, you know, just over-the-top awesome to me. You know, then you have your, your, your medium where you know, they're nice to you. They'll sign. They'll talk to you for a minute take a photo you know so yeah man yeah. You, you get you get um most people for the most part of what i realized that they're they're in it and they'll talk to you but you get your select few that you can just tell you could see from yeah. a mile away like oh god yep this is not a good day for this person <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, then there's certain ones uh my first convention was nj Horicon, um and a certain uh let's just say possessed actor was there and she was telling I saw a guy take a picture of her from like 60 feet away and she made security go over and tell them to stop taking pictures. I was just like, yeah, it's gotten kidding me. It's gotten bad. Irene's a ninja. Um, she's really good like that. <laughs> That's awesome. Because let me tell you, like the last monster Mania we went to was the year it got shut down for being over capacity and the room that like, were Pee Wee Herman and Elvira's in Pee-wee had security guards in front of him to block people from trying to grab a photo. Yeah. But she got she got great photos. Like um, Scott Wilson from Walking Dead played Herschel. He nice. was going she was going to lunch and she's like Scott selfie and she got she got a selfie with <laughs> she him. Got him. She you know got what? It's all it's all about the right personality with that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, like, yeah. and if and if both personalities are jovial or fun like that, you're gonna get that moment. You know. Yeah. Yeah. She got a good shot of Michael Rooker. He's another one that had people like making sure no one took so, like rant candid cell phone well, tony T tony todd <laughs> when i was at i camp, want tony when i was at camp for friday the 13th my favorite moment was a sporadic moment you know they're charging a lot of money for extra photos with the stars together and everything i went I was, we were in the, having dinner and i went in before the movie started and i went in to get a cup of coffee and adrian and janine are in there and i just turned around on my shoulder i said I'm like super nervous being in this room with you two guys. They started talking to me. So Janine's grabbing my arm. She's looking at my tattoos. She's like, oh, that's great dedication, yada, yada. And then uh, Adrian's like, where's your, you want to take a picture? I ran and got my phone, came back, put my arm around him, and I got that random photo shot. And nice. you know, people like, oh, my, my, my friend's like, wow, how'd you get that? You know, so that was a really cool random yeah. moment for me. Yeah, you know, yeah, Adrian, yeah, Adrian, I met three times. Uh, I met her at Monster Mania. And then Camp Noby, and then NJ Harkon. And nice. uh, when I saw her at um, Camp Noby, I'm like, yeah, this is my second time, my third time getting a photo with you. And she's like, oh, yeah, where have you been? She says, you look really familiar. I said, well, I've been, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he says it to everyone, you know, but she's like, yeah. do you have any pictures of us? And I said, yeah, sure. So I showed her. She's like, that's right. My beard was sh shorter. But she's like, yeah, I remember you. You've lost some weight. I'm like, oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you want to hear. Now, now you feel real good. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, she takes the time to meet the fans and mm -hmm. talk with them. And then there's some that are just like an assembly line. Um, I had the same. I had the same experience with the person that was possessed. And you know, absolutely no cell phone photos. Yeah. Can't talk about the movie, but her. Um, her assistant or whomever he's like 
I can, you know, I'll take some pictures as you're getting an, an autograph because I'll be damned if I'm not going, if I'm spending 80 bucks and I can't get something on my cell phone. You know, nah, you know what, man? And yeah, you're right, Brian, because that, that upsets me. Like, hey, listen, bottom line is this. We're all human. OK, we all bleed the same. Yes, we idolize you. Maybe, you know, you're in the movie. You're in some of our favorite franchise or favorite movies of all time. But at the same time, we are equal. OK, you can't look. And that's how I think of it. Sometimes I think these people, not everybody, but you got to select for you again that take it a little too serious and right. they, they take it like they're on this other level. Okay. Financially. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they are. But like as human beings, man, we're all the same here and just well, give, us, told... give us the same respect because we're, we're coming out here. I'm sorry. I'm going on my little tire. You're good. No, you're good. We're coming out here and we're spending the time. We're spending the money because we want to see you because we love Absolutely. you. You know, it's like, just give us a couple minutes and a smile. That's it. That's all Jeez. I ask. Uh, continue I was told that if you uh, if you donate to that certain someone's pet charity, she suddenly becomes a lot more friendly. If you're giving her some money toward that charity above and beyond what you paid to stand in front mm. of her, I was told then she becomes a little bit more friendly. But mm. you know that should. I mean, be, I waited. I, I don't line, think like... she should be mixing both of those. I, I really oh. don't think at a convention they should be mixing. If you want to put something on a table, but you know they had banners and it was yeah, more don't... about that. Exactly, and that was my one gripe. It's great what she does, and I, I, I agree one hundred percent. But I'm here to talk about your movies and right. dating. We're here to talk about Hell Night and what? Well, oops, <laughs> dating certain '80s pop stars. You know, right. uh, <laughs> but um, so you're going to Monster Mania on August 14th. Who are yep. you going to see? Who are you looking forward to seeing? Uh, right now, I'm just gonna get. Uh, I have a part two poster that I've been collecting autographs on. Uh, I need Paul on that. And he'll be there. Uh, right? I'm gonna get to talk to Amy because my son hasn't met her yet, and he's okay. excited for that. Uh, other than that, if he's not insane expensive, I'm just looking for Bill Mosley. Um, I would think, I mean, because he's at every darn convention. I'm hoping he's no more than 40 bucks, but yeah, my son I, is getting 10 autographs. Hope. Oh, so is, he spending that, at, he's, is he spending that stimmy money? <laughs> 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 Holy he's mackerel. Like, oh, that's like. Hey, listen, the kid, the kid works right hard and he, he's yeah. got, you know, so I don't uh, he, it's it's for good. Money, it's, something, it's something positive. Yeah. You know? But oh, I remember, absolutely. like, I've been going to a convention since 2012, 2013, mm -hmm. and I, I always tell the story. I could bring 100 bucks and get four to five autographs with a right. photo. Now, 100 bucks, you're lucky if you get one. Uh, I have I have friends that have been going since, like, the 90s, and they say the same thing. They're like, back then, $25 was insane. Right. You know, and for, I don't know a lot of the ins and outs of when they're there, but I'm being told that the promoter pays for their flight and their and their lodging. I yep. can tell you so, that firsthand. Yep. I can tell you that I firsthand. Mean, why are you, you know, uh, I, I was just at a, a, a smaller convention here. Uh, I think it was called Collector Fest. Yeah. And um, there was an actor there. Who I didn't even know was going to be there that day, but there was an, another actor from the same movie. So I was happy and excited that he was there too. I was going to have him sign. First of all, the guy didn't even sign his character's name properly. He's misspelled his character's name. Mm. And I looked on his IMDB, BDDB, whatever it is, <laughs> and all his other movies, he was in a very big horror movie from the 80s. Mm -hmm. And everything else, he was guy on bike, guy at the counter. So he charged me $40 for an autograph, and I said, hey, can we take a photo? He goes, yeah, that's another 10 bucks. I'm like, what's that, dude? You're a nobody, man. You know? Well... I, I mean, look, I, on, bro, you, 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 one acknowledgement, you know, with a name. Come on, man, fifty I, bucks. I mean, look, look, I, I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna say anybody's like a nobody, but same time, like, I feel like sometimes, like, a lot of people, maybe, maybe they don't get booked in a lot of places. Maybe they're trying to make up for for that. Right. This is they don't have a lot going on, but I understand, you know. That as well. Don't like, take that out of my like, pocket, though. <laughs> it's like, you know, here's the thing. Here's like, from looking at both sides of it now, you know, like mm -hmm. I just recently, to be very honest with you guys, Two sides Brian knows this with you, like, no, for me, like, I just recently got into all this with, with horror and everything. Thanks, mm -hmm. honestly, they largely to Brian. I was always a horror fan, but I was heavily involved in wrestling in that community. And Big turn off, a lot of things going on behind the scenes. I'm like, Ugh. right, right. You know, so I'm like, what do I, what else do I love? I said, horror. Maybe I should get more involved with this. And mm -hmm. boom, now I'm starting to promote events and I'm starting to work with some of the talent behind the scenes and talking to some of the, the agents and stuff like that. Dude, it's like anything else. It's politics. Okay. Right. But you just got to know how to talk to people. But I'm going to tell no you doubt. this we have some things lined up for next year, some different, a whole bunch of different people. 
But there are a lot of different personalities, man. And some people are, what's the word I'm looking for? Maybe they're more diva-like. And then there's others. Listen, I've heard stories of everything from certain kinds of peanuts in the hotel room to <laughs> all and kinds apple, of different stuff, man. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, look. Room um, temperatures and. <laughs> off, off air, I can tell you some things. But like, yeah, man, right. it's like, you know, you have to you have to accommodate, I guess, their needs. But in return, you know, you got to expect, hey, you got to deliver for me, man. I, I'm doing what I got to do for you. I, I just need you. Forget about like me. Okay. I, whatever. I need you to take care of the fans because to me, I'm a fan like everybody yep. else. Okay. And I want you guys to have the absolute best time and have, you know, memories that last a lifetime, Sean. Right. That's really the most I, important I think, thing I mean, to me. Obviously taking care of the actor slash star is, pri- is a, is a yeah, priority. Definitely priority. Cause they, you but, want them you know, to be if happy. If, you know, if like you just said, if you're promoting the event and the fans come there and they're not, they're not you know happy with that event. What's going to happen next time you post an event? Exactly. You know? exactly. So, so yeah. I have to now make up for what, whatever else is happening. So like mm-hmm. if I see future, uh, his, for instance, down the line, you know, we have somebody that's there and he or she might not be in the best mood. That <clears day. And throat> I see the fans are not happy about it. Well, guess what I got to do as a promoter? Yep. I got to step up. Hey, listen, guys, I'm sorry about this right here. You know, next show, I'll, I'll cut the ticket prices in half or maybe I'll do something that show for people to make them a little more happy right. because it's upsetting, man. And I know. You know, I've been there with some of the wrestlers I wanted to meet, and they're real assholes, or they're just not in the mood. Yeah. So I was like, ah, okay, well, you know, it sucks. Maybe they're having a bad day. Again, everybody's human. But at the same time, you have a job to do. You're getting paid for it. So, hey, put on that fake smile. <laughs> and just like, it's only a few hours, guys. Come on, let's get it together. Uh, and, and just give the fans what they want, man. But Absolutely. Yeah, it's Make your money in. That's what it's about, man. Listen, everybody wants to be happy. Everybody wants to win. I know this thing with CJ is going to be – a great time because CJ. Uh, he, I mean, he was so well received last time he was there. From oh, the fan he's a stand-up guy, Sean. He like working with him, and I, I want to go on the record awesome. and say this: he's so, he's just a great businessman. Yeah. My experience with my first experience with CJ that day, it was about seven thirty or so in the morning, and I was still working on the fan film project at the time, and I saw CJ standing there. I went over to talk to him. Someone else in the movie came over, was talking, and he realized what we were doing there, and he goes. Let's shoot a promo video right now. Right there on the spot, CJ shot a promo video. He didn't oh, say wow. give me money. None of the, You know what I mean? So that's the kind of guy. Oh, no, he, he was he, awesome. You have no idea. Like, I, I'm not going to – obviously, won't get in business details, but CJ working with him in this on this level yep. has been a blessing. I just wish that everybody was like him, honestly. Yep. So a big, big shout-out to him, uh, to CJ Graham, his character. And he's just, again, stand-up guy, great businessman. But – I want to switch gears right now, Sean. Yep. You have a page, all right, on Facebook, 80s Horror Lounge. What made you want to create this page solely just for the 80s horror? Well, obviously, that's where my love for horror is. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I, I contemplated it for a long time, and I have a friend of mine who just kicked me in the ass and encouraged me to do it. Um, and I, so I started it, and it, it was going for like two months, and I wasn't really getting any traction. So I kind of, like, disabled the group. And he's telling me all people ask me what happened to it. I put it back up somewhere in the middle of January, and now it's just taking off big time. I'm almost at 600 members, nice. which you know, by I mean, some of these groups have been around for for years that have thousands of members. But uh, I mean, I'm getting close to 100 a week for the past few weeks. I've been you know posting. Um, but the, my thing with this group is my main idea is you know there's tons of Jason pages there's tons of freddy pages there's tons <clears throat> of the mainstream horror but there's so much more to 80s horror i mean there's so much to dig into i have a few i don't really want to call them reviews because i don't get that deep into it i just give my basic thoughts on the movies and yeah and it's all my opinion obviously which is what a review is but um <clears throat> it's uh so much unique stuff and you know there's a small handful of them in, in, the, in the i think i've done 103 so far okay uh, that's not bad there's a there's a few in there that are uh, that are common, but there's a whole lot of obscure stuff, and I'm absolutely enjoying, you know. And I don't think there's maybe but four or five people that might regularly read those reviews, but I have a lot of fun putting them up there, and you know, I do I try I, I don't try I do a daily nine a.m. post with like a movie quote or something from the you know scene from, and it's not always featuring the main character you know it might be yeah. Friday the 13th featuring one of the counselors and one of their quotes or you know there's just so many 
so many more interesting characters and and when you start learning you know that the uh so you have the gate I, and i'm i apologize i don't remember the director's name but you know yeah. he has that movie i madman which was absolutely amazing you know and learning that these guys have all these other movies um the guy who did uh humanoids roger corbin is it Cor- mm-hmm. yeah, from I think, the, yep. humanoids from the deep yep you know he's got a a, a ton of movies there's just so many man it's uh, yeah, my, dude, my dude only... 80s horror, man, it's, I think that's the decade that, that really. So for really 80s happen. horror, it's, yeah. it's even when it's bad, it's good. I watch <laughs> yeah, them all, and true. sometimes they're so bad that they're good. You know, that's what makes them good. It's just, it's just getting a bowl of popcorn with your friends and just sitting there and, and having fun, making fun of this movie, you know? It's like, sometimes keep it simple, stupid. Some of these so, movies. Yeah, there's sometimes the special effects are so crappy. And looks like they went to you know the local department store and bought a, bought a camcorder to shoot it on. You know the, the cheapest camcorder, but the, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. So where do you find your films out? You mentioned Tubi earlier. What other services do you use? Uh, I, I'll search through Tubi. I'll search through uh, you know uh, I have Shutter that changes once a month with their films, and I'll go through to the beginning of the month and everything 1980. I'll put on my watch list. Um, I have a printout somewhere. Uh, but I, I that I got from uh, Google uh, that was done by by year through the 80s. But I was finding the years obscured with that. Like this is saying one thing, IMDb saying another, mm-hmm. and but also with a lot of that, there was um, a lot of films that were more sci-fi that are listed as sci-fi slash horror. And I think the only reason like films like that are listed as horror is because there's a little bit of blood in it. I think there's yeah. one called The Terror Within. That was just a straight up sci-fi film. Uh, you have Prepozoids with uh, Linnea Quigley, mm-hmm. which was it's a sci-fi film, man. There's no question about it. So right now on the on my page, I'm trying to avoid that, just trying to stay with the straight horror. Yeah. And you know, uh, you know, you look back at things like USA Up All Night, which didn't start till the late '80s, but that channel, man, they showed yeah. some great obscure B horror, man. I mean. If I wasn't there on Friday night, I was on HBO watching Tales from the Crypt. I mean, oh hell yeah, yeah. Tales yeah, from the Crypt. Hello, kitties. Yeah, I remember <laughs> USA up all even night. Though I think we had one, maybe two seasons of Tales from the Crypt in the late eighties. Yeah, eighty-nine. I think. It, yeah, sure. but that still even kept on into the nineties. It still had that eighties one hundred percent vibe to it. Uh, Except I don't really like the last season. That's that was the one where they went all British, and it's just weird. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> Um, they were getting that. They were getting that New England. They were getting that uh, Great Britain money, I should say. Yeah, I guess so. They were getting, so. They were getting paid in uh, <laughs> pounds. In <laughs> exactly. So, in your opinion, what's your favorite '80s horror? And it could be anything. It could be mainstream or, you know, low budget. You know, this probably it changed from day to day. <laughs> uh, I mean, I could, you know, Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. Killer Clowns from Outer Space is huge. Uh, I'm knock your block off. <laughs> you know, these, these are movies that I watch. Pumpkinhead, forget about mm-hmm. it. I've seen Pumpkinhead, you know, zillions of times. Um, uh, all these ones, you know, Killer Clowns. I could literally watch Killer Clowns once a month and never, ever, ever get tired of. It. It's such a fun like movie. A, I feel like that's and some, a some of these the 80s, 80s movies, yeah. when they're when they're converted, you know, to a Blu-ray format. They kind of lose something, you know. Some of them you want it to be gritty, right? But Killer Clowns from Outer Space on Blu-ray with all the color and everything involved with that is just absolutely amazing. Uh, but again, some of the grittier stuff, you know, you kind of want to keep it that way, which yeah. I'm fine watching on DVD for that reason. But um, so if VHS, Chi- I'm like, yeah, absolutely. If, if the Chiodo Brothers decided to do a part two, Killer Clowns. There was this talk about that about six months ago, I think it was. Mm-hmm. I say go for it, but I'm very, very skeptical. Uh, if they kept it all, be if, a lot of the same people involved. If they kept it all practical, that would be the only way I would watch it. Practical, there's no yeah. question about it. When I went to Universal Halloween Nights mm-hmm. 2019, oh, they did man. Killer Clowns from Outer Space, mm-hmm. and that was probably top three favorite attraction. Like. Absolutely you felt like you were in each aspect of the movie and they even had like the, the dead sheriff. I mean, the guy looked like he came out of the screen. That's how oh. great it was. But you know, when they're changing out the actors, you're, I'm just walking around the, 
the lot and you just see the killer clown just walking down the street <laughs> it was really cool so um all right so we talked about the youtube channel we talked about the 80s horror lounge let's talk about something that you mentioned either i think it was sure if it was on your personal facebook page or personal okay you have an idea for a movie that you want to do you're keeping a kind of tight lip right now uh the only reason i'm sorry go ahead uh can we say it takes place in the 80s okay so this movie starts out in the 80s okay uh it's going to be all practical effects this is going to be a long long journey okay um obviously i'm going to have to crowdfund this uh, you know uh, yeah. but i do already have a lot of people interested in helping me out with that so i'm kind of excited about that um, okay. I'm being told it's only going to cost about $10,000. Oh, nice. Uh, so that's yeah. not a lot. Um, no, no, not at all. And that's an, that's an easily obtainable uh, I just hope that people think, well, you know, this guy has been horror his whole life. <laughs> I'm really interested to see what's coming out of that brain when he's got all right. this. Right. Uh, can do you have like filming ideas as far as where you would like to film it at like in keep it in uh, new jersey or it's oh 100 percent in jersey yeah okay uh, no question about it uh it's really not a lot um you could probably film like most of the scenes in one house slash backyard okay uh you know there's and there's tons of movies that do that you know i i just watched one called sledgehammer from the 80s Okay. And when I read on IMDb, it was most of the movie was shot in the guy who made its apartment. Wow. So it was wow. place okay. inside of a house. It was nice. in one room in his apartment. So, uh, you know, locations aren't going to be hard. Um, yeah. Okay. Unfortunately, nice. you know, I was given advice to keep the title to myself and everything because, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, there's there's thousands of guys like me out there. and Sharks, man. Yeah. I think I have a very, very cool title. Uh, and I'm just waiting a friend of mine, this guy is winning awards like left and right from all these film festivals for scripts he's done, and nice. he's won some best actor stuff. And I'm, I'm mostly interested in the scripts because he's legit winning lots of awards. Uh, he's running the script for me. Um, he took he took what I gave him and just my mind is blown. Like he sent me, um, he did a character personality sheet to, to develop the characters. It's mind blowing what he's doing for me. So I mean, basically, it's it's my story, but it's you know the script is. is He's amping it up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Are I mean, you gonna write a spot in for yourself? Uh, so I am playing the masked version of the killer. Absolutely. Oh, oh hell yeah! That's <laughs> what I'm talking about. So can Absolutely. I get killed? And, and I'm gonna. I'll have a. You know, there's there's. I already have a scene where I know I'm gonna do a cameo with this ugly mug. <laughs> uh, you know, this is gonna be guy sitting somewhere. You know, but um. Uh, 1000% I'm too old to play mm -hmm. the older version of the, the older version of the killer in the movie is mm -hmm. going to be around 28, 29. Okay. And I don't think I'll pass for that. Right. <laughs> so, um, but I'm 1000% going to play the killer, uh, in, in, in costume. Uh, that's, I mean, what other reasons to write a horror movie? Yeah, right. there it is. Killer. So <laughs> one more question for this. Uh, so yep. when do you hope to announce the project as far as just making a general uh, announcement uh so i'm being told there's something that's called a treatment which gives mm -hmm. a real good gist of everything that's going to be finished uh probably by august as soon as i send that out for copyright then it's it's game one from there again awesome. this isn't going to happen overnight yeah my hopes uh i'm going to initially start a facebook page obviously mm -hmm. and then uh, i'm going to put up a facebook fundraiser which I have a great idea to to for, to not just ask for money, but uh, I mean I'll say it right now. Uh, so I'm going to be looking, you know, to have a, a screen used mask made, and I'm going to have one made, and uh, I'm going to you know put up there that anybody who helps me out on the Facebook fundraiser initially, we're going to have a raffle for that one screen used mask, and that's going to be the reward to one person, you know. And I think awesome. that's pretty cool because those yeah. you know yeah. uh, screen used things are very revered these days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for sure. You know, and then I'm looking to get an Indigo like everybody else. Mm -hmm. uh, and my hopes are to uh, the initial money from the Facebook fundraiser will be to get a crew together. Right. From a movie without a crew. Yeah. And then just a real short. Don't know if it's going to happen. I mean, eventually it'll happen, but I would love to have a teaser trailer to put out sometime around Halloween and then kick off an Indigo with that. Yeah, for nice. sure. I you, mean can film, you can film a teaser trailer without 
it being any of the scenes in the movie. You can give away the gist of what's going to yeah. happen. You know, and it's cool to see something original. You know, we have a lot. It's of an fun. original idea. You know, nice. and I'm not knocking the fan films. They are a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. But, but I, it's just, just, it's, I just got this idea one yeah, day, man, I mean, and I ran with it, and it's. Yeah, I mean, because you know, like I love Friday Thirteenth. I'll watch all the fan films, whether they're good or bad. You I know, watch them all. I may not watch if, them again, but I watch them. All. <laughs> and if I really, and if I really believe in them, I'll you know be a backer. Look, look at Valentine's yeah. Bluff. Oh yeah, you know, like Jimmy and I were, you know, when we did our, our um, review on on. Um, they're taken off, yeah. Uh, I can't. My my bloody Valentine. My bloody Valentine. We yeah. were like, man, there's never really been a a, a sequel yep. or a fan film. And then shortly after we recorded the episode, Chuck Ryan, you know, announced that they were going to be doing a Valentine's Bluff, and that movie just took off. They're like up to. Like I think it's amazing 000. that the the fans of all these fran- uh, not franchise, but the fans of all these movies are doing this. You know. Yeah. I just like I said, they I keep it alive, wanna, man. Yeah. I, I didn't want to go that route. Uh, I. I the idea that I would have had for a Friday 13th fan film has already been taken, and it's a phenomenal idea. But uh, I just one day just started brewing this, and it's original, and that's it's original, and, Sean. Yeah. That's what that's what we're looking for. Uh, originality. I, I, that's what I this can't, world is I can't like. wait. It's going to be a long, long journey, and I've really never done it, attempted anything like this in my life. I mean, I have a friend. He made a you know he's a filmmaker. Uh, he's also a, a musician. You know, some some very big bands he's been in. But, uh, you know, um, he made a film called Nido Mosquito, which is free on YouTube. Shout out right there. <laughs> it's, um, it's kind of a Napoleon Dynamite-esque kind of movie. Oh, nice. Absolutely amazing. But, you know, he messaged me or, or commented on my post about me making it. He's like, dude, I knew nothing when I started. Didn't know what to do, who to go to to do it. Uh, fortunately for me, I do have someone from the business that's going to be in my corner. So obviously that's going to be a huge uh, help. And again, yeah, I do have a small handful of people that I know are big backers of movies that are very interested in uh, helping me out too. So, well, I'm looking forward to it. And you know, you got our support, Sean. Oh, for sure. We're going to promote it. We're going to help you out as much as we can. Yeah, um, I always. If I believe in the project, I, I back or the guy them, so. or the girl or the behind it. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think I think once the story's out, once I'm able to tell the synopsis of the film. Uh, you know, well, if you need it, that's where it's gonna. If you need a dashing silver fox, oh god, <laughs> listen, I, I you have a little competition now. <laughs> oh, there it is. I mean, ZZ Top ask right <laughs> All right, uh, Jimmy, well, why don't we uh get to the, the we're drill? Gonna, yeah, we're gonna switch gears right now. Uh, before we wrap it up, I gotta, I gotta give you the two minute drill, Sean. All right, so oh. I think you might know how this goes here. I'm gonna ask you a whole bunch of random questions, uh, and you're just gonna give me the best answer or the first thing that comes to mind. Whew. You ready to rock? All right. On. All, All right. right. Three, two, one, go. Favorite horror icon? Leatherface. Favorite slasher? Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> Weapon of choice? I'm a big fan of the pitchfork kills in all the slasher films. I, I, I like the pitchfork. Okay, yep. different. To remake or not to remake? Never, ever, ever remake. <laughs> Dark Alley in New York City. Who do you want to have your back? Uh, I'm going to go with Voorhees uh, since we've seen you know, <laughs> him in action in the city. <laughs> Freddy versus Jason. Who really wins? Jason. All day long. This is not a question for you, this next one here. 80s or 90s horror? 80s all day. <laughs> Favorite psychological horror movie? Ooh. Um... Would Exorcist be considered psychological? I would think so, yeah. That's my second favorite film of all time, so I'm going to okay. go with that. I'm not sure if people consider that, but I'll go with... Uh, 1973 Exorcist. Yes, sir. Favorite horror movie quote? Quote? Quote, yeah. Uh, I, I could go with the uh, pig grunt that uh, Leatherface makes when he first popped out. <laughs> there you go. I'll take it. <laughs> uh, scariest horror movie, you seen? You know, this is going to be, and this is not an 80s film, but um, the Blair Witch Project, the first time I saw that, yeah. I was at home at like 3 o'clock in the morning in the dark, and I'm a woodsman. I love camping, and that scene where the kid is screaming in the night and I can't find him, mm-hmm. I was I was like looking behind the couch, man. I, <laughs> and, and at the time, I, I still believed that it was real. I, and, and nobody knew that it was fake yet. 
That yeah. that scene yeah, alone yeah. scared the living shit out of me because I I love being in the woods. I know how dark it is, and and, and thinking that that was real at that time, it literally sent chills down my spine. And time. Yeah. Now I saw this opening weekend, so that oh, Saturday. Wow. And the scene that got me was when they're all in the sleep, uh, the the tent, and the the kids were like hitting yes. the tent, and you hear them laughing, and like, what the fuck is that? You know, and <laughs> I mean, I remember, you know, I worked with Sam Goody at the time, and I remember the marketing <clears throat> campaign. I remember the ads in the Rolling Stone magazine. Yeah. The the uh, the the website for the Blair Witch Project. I mean, it was still dial up, so I had to wait forever to watch the video <laughs> stuff but they had that fox documentary like yep. that was marketing that was genius. genius yes genius and i mean you can't do that nowadays because the internet ruins everything right so they yeah. got it just uh, in I time mean, just on a quick side note I, I i would say that um uh one of my favorite not 80s slashers is a film called the hills run red oh great film is baby face that character's costume yeah. and that's another one i watch a few times a year uh that's just uh there's all kinds of different um you know weapons being used and there's a backstory that's just absolutely mm -hmm. amazing oh the backstory was great I it's, love the it's amazing it's, the hills it's what was it called again the hills run red the hills run red i gotta write that down you get, you get you get to see sophia amongst goods in the movie i mean it's a win-win <laughs> all the way around man <laughs> Dude, I got to tell you, you know, that uh, Shudder series, like, Into the Darkness, okay, about yeah. 80s horror films. It's really, and I haven't even finished the second part yet. I've been breaking it into pieces. I want to watch it, man. It's but... like, it's long, man. It is lengthy. But you know what? You start to see some movies that I never even knew about, man. And that's why I started watching this. As you, as you guys now. know, doing everything you do. I mean, I just want, I just run the one Facebook group. Yeah. And God knows how much time I'm going to have when this movie thing starts. But just running the one group, I mean, putting up a review, doing the daily, doing the daily morning posts, working fifty hours a week, you know, wanting to watch other horror—it's it's it's tough, man. Yeah, it's time for yeah. man. But you know what? Listen, it's all worth it if you love it, right? Absolutely. Sean, and we find time, we find ways to do it. And and right now, I find time all the time. I want to give you the floor, Sean, right here before we wrap up. Okay, where can the listeners find? Yeah, I think we spoke about, it, but just tell them again, refresh their memory. Uh, oh, the best spot right you? now is 80s Horror Lounge on Facebook. Uh, slowly but surely getting the Sean's Spook Show YouTube channel off with my son. Uh, send me a friend request to my personal page, Sean Telepo, or I have the alter ego Sean O'Horror, uh, which, <laughs> which I started to try to put together, but I'm, I'm going to continue to kind of work to that uh, kind of an online presence persona. Uh, Sean That's your Irish side, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Hit people with the shillelagh. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, but, you know, mainly for everything right now, you know, and like I posted last week in the group, you know, if, if, if you're looking for something to watch on a Friday night, mostly everything I post is streaming for free. You know, sometimes it's, there's just some stuff that's not, you know, there's, I found like the movies like 976 Evil. You can't mm. find that stuff streaming anywhere. But most of it, you know, if you're looking for something to watch, scroll through the reviews, read what I'm writing, and, you know, Pick something, you know. It's, it's always me, man. I'm telling you, Brian and I we were <clears> speaking <throat> about this. Like, what are we watching? What are we yeah. trying to figure out what to watch? I gotta. I'm gonna hit up the page a little more often. It's and check almost like going to Blockbuster on Friday night and going to the horror <laughs> section, man. Almost. Dude, but you, you just can't feel the movie. You know, you can't right. touch the movies and see, and see it. <clears throat> well, you can see it online, but you know what? I, I gotta go. I gotta hit the group up on a Friday night and try to get that that feel back, man. <laughs> You know, I, listen, dude. I really want to recreate a blockbuster when I get what, the house. I get and nothing just, but horror, though. That uh, well, mainly. Well, for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, like, for me, like definitely, that's the biggest section on the freaking. I see Brian's uh, collection in the back there. I, I, I'm a. Is that all horror about on you, Brian? Uh, no, it's like, uh, as far as movies. Um, well, it's various. <sighs> Here, I'll give you a little tour of the the, the room. All right, All right, folks, so, we, have to, we have to beep out the blur out so, the X-rated movies here. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously, it's my Friday collection. Did I see someone right said something about midgets? <laughs> so I'm a also little like people, a little people, also. <laughs> comic book guy, but um, you know, so I got different stuff right there. Um, but yeah, various horror movies. I got the Book of the Dead right there. The nice. Um, I see that laser disc down there. Uh, actually, it's a uh, not a laser disc. It's a video disc, which was a precursor oh, okay. to the laser disc. Yeah, they're a lot cheaper than the laser. Oh, disc, I wasn't actually. aware of those. I'll have to look yeah, into that. Uh, Twenty five bucks. 
Irene found it on Facebook Marketplace. Nice. Um, the players for either the video disc or the laser disc, they're pricey. They're like 400 bucks. Oh, yeah. Um, but the the laser disc for like Friday 13th, they're like anywhere from 50 and uh, higher, you know? I just don't understand. You know, it, it is it's, what it is, but these but these kids, they just want to stream everything. Yeah. Man, I want to I want to own something. I want to look at the artwork, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. And I want to be able to pop it in. You know, every year around Halloween, all the streaming sites take off Friday the 13th. They take off the, the Nightmare on Elm Street, and everybody complains, oh, I can't watch on Halloween. Right. You know, I, I'm, I'm starting to get a formidable uh, hard copy collection. I have over 300 horror movies now. Wow. Nice. And there's, yeah. there's some real obscure 80 stuff in there, so I'm kind of getting proud of my collection, you know? Yeah. Um, That's so the one thing I don't have is any busts yet that I really want to get in my collection, man. Oh, for sure, yeah. So, you know, I got all my Friday posters and then some of my uh, my Hawks and then more collection right here. Um, you know, more. At one time I had like over 400 movies, but I some like, you know, kind of uh, skimmed them out. Mm -hmm. Look at that beautiful Jason Lives poster right there. Can you see that? Can you see that beautiful <laughs> Absolutely. by Corey Kaufman and Cabin 13 Studios? That's really cool. And then um, I have all my NECA Jasons and Candyman, Michael, Predator, it, and uh, yeah. So this is the this Trick is the man cave trick or treat. Yep, this is the man cave right here. So yeah, not too many people have seen the man cave. <laughs> wow, that, that's it. We we got to pay a donation fee, I think, Sean. I feel yeah, like five five bucks. <laughs> yeah, we all five bucks. But if you're in the area, you can always come by and stop by, and uh, I'll buy you a small coffee on the thirteenth. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> As you notice, not a large, not a medium, a small. <laughs> oh man, Sean, it's been a blessing to have you on here, man, and just talk. I appreciate with you guys you. having me. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, no, hell yeah, man. We appreciate you taking the time for us, Sean. Guys, follow him. Sean Teleport right here. Okay, his son got an incredible YouTube channel. They're going to try to grow. Uh, we're going to shoot the links at the bottom of this video as well. Uh, 80s Horror Lounge, you have to check him out. Okay, it's everything 80s. Okay, in 80s, best decade of horror. So make sure, if you're a horror fan in general, you have to love the 80s. Check him out, 80s Horror Lounge. Sean Teleport for the South Jersey Slasher. I am your host, the host that covers the most, Jimmy J. And thank you. For tuning in and thank you for celebrating hard not only in october 365 we'll see you next week